0: moving right along we just finished specific personal jurisdiction so now we're going to focus on general personal jurisdiction and note remember one of the things that needs to be met in order for a claim to be made is that there needs to be personal jurisdiction and a couple of ways to get that is either through specific personal jurisdiction general personal jurisdiction TAG which is transient or waiver so now we just finished specific and now we're moving on to general okay so to do so i'm going to give an overview of the rule because general seems to be a lot simpler to understand then we're going to focus specifically on one of the principles in that rule so to find general personal jurisdiction we're going to look at the domicile of an individual or a company for a company domicile includes The principal place of business, the state of incorporation, or, in very unusual cases, the words at home, meaning the company is at home in that state. There are a couple of introductory cases just to give us a little bit of facts and a principle. We have Perkins, which is during World War II. Uh, the Philippines was occupied by the Japanese and so he was a mining company that left the Philippines and moved to uh, Ohio to manage his business dealings prior towards that and a claim that was in the Philippines came and followed him to Ohio and found general personal jurisdiction in Ohio because that was his principal place of business, even if it was temporary. So the takeaway from this is that Previously, general and personal jurisdiction could only be found through your state of incorporation, which is where the company gave life. But it can also include the principal place of business. And then we have Helicopteros, Spanish. I don't know Spanish, um, but here there was an helicopter crash in South America, killed a few Americans who were involved in that crash. Uh, They came to Texas to try and find general personal jurisdiction in Texas instead of South America. I think it was in Honduras uh, specifically. The reason why they wanted to go to Texas was so that they could actually um, get money back because Honduras was probably not going to reward them damages. So they wanted to sue in the United States. But the court said that there is a difference between specific and general. So the defendants here had contacts with Texas because they sent people over to Texas to purchase parts, do training, things like that. But they weren't actually incorporated in Texas. They were not conducting business primarily in Texas. And they were not at home in Texas. And so they should have sued for specific instead of general. The biggest takeaway from that is contacts in a state does not equal general personal jurisdiction. We need domicile. I'm going to define domicile briefly. Uh, Domicile occurs when two things happen. Uh, First, you are residing in that state. You're currently there. And two, when you have established citizenship in that state. No, no, ignore that last sentence. Two is that you have the intent to remain there indefinitely. You don't know when you're going to leave. For me, going to law school right now, if I were planning on returning to Utah, my domicile would still remain Utah even though I'm currently in Iowa. There are going to be some things to determine whether or not there's domicile. However let's go into this at home case and to do so we talked about a couple of cases but I want to focus specifically on the principle here so to determine if one is at home in the forum state we're going to look at the percentage of sales and the percentage of employees in that forum state compared to the percentage with the rest of the world so if the vast majority of their cells are coming from this forum state but they're incorporated somewhere else and their primary place of business is somewhere else then they can still be found in general personal jurisdiction in that forum state we don't know the cutoff point for this number we're going to keep it arbitrary but let's just say that that number is about ninety percent so for example say we have a farmer and we're going to try and outline an unusual case to where they could be found for general personal jurisdiction using an at home in that form state so say a farmer is in Nebraska, Uh, he's incorporated in Nebraska and say He's got his principal place of business, his offices, in South Dakota. But his farm is in Iowa, and he does all of his farming in Iowa, gathering all of his crops, hires everyone out of Iowa. The majority of his work there is 90%. Or more, he just manages all the financial stuff over in Nebraska or in South Dakota. They can still find at home in Iowa, meaning he could still be sued in Iowa for uh, general personal jurisdiction. He could be sued in all three of those states. So, depending on where the claim arises out of, where the plaintiff wants to sue, they can go into any of those three states. This is outlined in a couple of cases that we read uh, to try and prove this point. And actually, it was only outlined in one case. I can't remember the name of the plaintiff, but the defendant is Goodyear. The plaintiff had individuals who, well, had their kids on a bus in uh, France, who uh, were involved in an accident, uh, resulting in the in their lives, and the plaintiffs here sued Goodyear because uh, it was determined that it was an issue with the tires, and Goodyear is a tire manufacturer. They sued Goodyear. Goodyear USA uh, was had their principal place of business in not not North Carolina I know that um but the plaintiffs sued in North Carolina and they sued the Goodyear subsidiaries of France of Luxembourg and one other Goodyear subsidiary over in Europe but here they could not find uh, a sufficient a general personal jurisdiction in North Carolina for those subsidiaries because they weren't tied specifically to uh, Goodyear USA and the subsidiaries were not conducting any of their business in North Carolina. So there was no specific personal jurisdiction because the claim didn't arise out of North Carolina and there was no general because they were not at home in. North Carolina. And those are the, that's a good sum up of down personal jurisdiction. We have one more case to talk about, but we'll talk about that next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join. Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is, if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.